Hey everyone, welcome to the Communication Coach Podcast, where I'm going to help you to create successful change through powerful and honest conversations. I am your host, Nikki Perfect. everybody and welcome to episode 85 of the Communication Coach podcast and today we're going to be talking about how to have difficult conversations and feel heard. So many of you have been in contact this week after last week's podcast about speaking with confidence and many of you it sounds to me like are just not feeling heard when you're talking to your family in particular. So it seems that the lockdown with kids at home, working from home, partners at home, everything is just a little bit chaotic. And for you, the people that have been in contact with me, you're struggling to feel heard above all the noise, above all the kids' noise, above all the school noise, above all the other halves work noise and you're probably trying to manage work-life balance, teaching the kids, looking after the household, cooking the meals, sorting the animals out if you have them and doing all the other everyday chores. If you can just hear my dogs in in the background talking of sorting the animals out. So I'm going to give you some tips today, five steps that you can take immediately to have difficult conversations and to feel heard. And sometimes when we talk about confidence, which we did in the last podcast, it's very similar in that it's the ability to prepare for those conversations and then practice them before we actually have them. So we know that most conversations are some sort of negotiation. And negotiation is a conversation with a purpose, which means at the end of the conversation, there is some sort of outcome that we would like. So my first tip is plan. What is your outcome? What is your objective? If you're going into a business meeting um, or arranging a business meeting, you'd have a plan. And often we don't have a plan in our own communication and everything becomes an unconscious behavior. And we say how we're feeling at the moment. We often blame the other person for how we're feeling and our words get lost and it becomes an emotional conversation rather than one where we get an outcome. So have an idea of what the outcome is. And it's it's, it's something like you want an extra hand in clearing up or it would be great if somebody else could make the dinner or could somebody just look after the kids whilst you're in a meeting so you or have an hour to yourself. And also... Sometimes when we're in lockdown, I've noticed that people are really struggling with their relationships and finding that quality time that they used to have over dinner when you'd meet at the end of the day. So you'd have quality conversations rather than those conversations now where you're trying to balance everything and then it becomes a resentful conversation in your head. And before you know it, it becomes an emotional conversation when it's said. And because of all of that, you're now trying to be heard, feel heard, and you have a story running which is taking over. And you're starting to feel worn down, washed out, and finding your relationships a bit of a challenge. That's certainly the feedback that I've been given when I've asked these questions. 
So have a plan. What do you actually want to achieve? And make it very specific. If it is like you'd like an hour of your own time, make that specific. I want an hour of my own time on a Wednesday. I don't want any interruptions. So Wednesday is my time. And then practice what you're going to say. So if it is a difficult conversation that you're going to have, practice what you're going to say. Do it out loud in front of the mirror. Do it in your head. Write it down so that you've got it prepared. Because often when we want to have those more difficult, challenging conversations and our emotions kick in, we forget what we want to say or the points that we want to raise. And if you have it written down, it's sometimes easier just to refer to those points and just makes it a little bit more logical. And it might sound ridiculous going into like a family meeting or having a difficult conversation with a member of your family. But actually, these things really will help you just to have the confidence and the ability to make sure that you cover off everything that you want to achieve. Take responsibility for your actions. So this is point number three. So we've done plan what your objective is, what you'd really like to say. Practice what you're going to say. And now we're going to take responsibility for our own feelings. A lot of the words that we use are based on how we feel. And sometimes we like to blame other people for how we're feeling. I include myself in this very much so. And we say things like, you make me feel. I am so angry because of you. Look what you've done. You've made me feel this. You've made me do this. And we don't accept responsibility for our own feelings. So the reality is nobody can make us feel anything that we don't want to we create the feeling by the thought think react process which is an event happens you start to think about it you start to have emotions around that event and then that translates in the way that you communicate and behave towards another person for example let's say you have had a busy week a busy month probably a busy year let's be honest and you are fed up of being the only person in your perception who puts the stuff from the dishwasher away. So we'll just use that everyday example. And so what we do is we go in and we see the dishwasher stuff is on top of the dishwasher rather than in the dishwasher. And we start to think about it. And we might have thoughts like this. Why do I always have to do it? I'm the only one that clears up in here. What's everybody else doing? Oh, they're all sat watching TV, are they? Oh, that's okay. Put your feet up, gang. Don't worry about me. I'll just carry on all the work. And what about the washing? I do all the washing as well. Nobody else seems to want to tidy up. And so it goes. Perhaps this is just me. But I'm guessing that some of you feel the same and that you have those conversations in your head. And they become resentful. And what starts to happen is that the emotions kick in and you start to feel frustrated or angry or disappointed. And then that causes more thoughts and your thoughts start to run away with you around how you're feeling. And then that is um, translated in communication and behavior. So you might start slamming the plates down. You might start huffing and puffing. You might shout for help. You might walk into the lounge where the rest of your family are sitting watching the TV and say something that will be emotionally driven and your behavior will be different because when you take it as the single item that it is, it is the fact that somebody else hasn't put the, the plates and stuff in the dishwasher. That's a simple fact. But because of the emotions we're now putting onto that, it becomes something bigger than it is. And it's, it's the tip of the iceberg. So the plates on top of the dishwasher are the tip of the iceberg to everything else that's going on, which is you're tired, 
you don't feel that you're validated, you don't feel that you're heard, you're quite emotional, you're fed up of trying to homeschool and also do your own work and so on, so on. So that's point number three is take responsibility for how you're feeling. Stop and reflect on what is it that you're thinking. And then if you can press the big pause button before you do any reactions and grab hold of those emotions and go, okay, so what exactly is this that's causing this emotion? Why am I feeling like this? And then give yourself some space before you have the conversation. So rather than going into the lounge and shouting at your family or being frustrated with them, just take yourself off for just a few minutes, take some nice big deep breaths, get your emotions back under control and then plan the conversation that you want to have with them and the outcome that you really want and take responsibility for those feelings. So when you speak to them, it's not the you make me feel, it's the I feel this way. And the reason I feel this way is because of this. So let's stick with the plates on the top of the dishwasher. So you say, I feel frustrated when I come into the kitchen after doing my work and seeing that nobody has put the plates away into the dishwasher. And this is because the last few months have been incredibly stressful. I've been trying to balance my work, balance homeschooling and keep the house tidy. And I would really appreciate somebody else giving me a hand or helping in the kitchen. And so you've said what you want to say. You've said what your outcome is. You can even ask for a, a way of doing that with a plan around, but always sell that to somebody else as a benefit to them rather than just a benefit for you. So the benefit to them would be if you help me, you're not going to get the emotional, tired person that's just frustrated all the time. And people will be able to relate to that. They'll be able to relate to your emotions because you're far more logical. If you go in with a emotional response, you're more likely to get an emotional response back. So take responsibility for your feelings. Use words like together and we rather than I and me. So when you're looking for oh gosh, can't even say it, collaboration from your family or from your friends or from your bosses or from your team, wherever it might be, use the words of we. So the, let's do this together. We can do this. Um, I'd re really appreci appreciate it if we came up with a system whereby we all took turns and because we're all tired. So it's not just about you. It's also about other people. And then my last point is to sell the benefits for all. Because if you have a conversation and sticking with the dishes again, if you have a conversation that's like, I just want somebody else to do it and put it all away from me, then you're more likely to get pushback. If you go in saying, you know, being quite frustrated and so your tone is quite aggressive in, in manner and, and you're like, I'm fed up of doing this. It's always me that does this. You'll either get silence and no response and people just looking at you or you will get an emotional response back. So let's just recap in a summary those five tips. So plan. What is your objective from that conversation? So just take some time to plan it before you have it. If you're emotional, because it's all in the timing as well, if you're emotional, press the big pause button, go off, get yourself to a logical state and then come back in with the conversation. Practice what you want to say. So when we practice, we know that we have more control. And it's the loss of control and the fear of some sort of loss that makes conversations more difficult for us. So when we're having a challenging or difficult conversation, it's normally because we fear the consequence or the outcome. 
So if you want to ask your partner to help you, what is the fear? What is the fear that's stopping you having that conversation? Is it because you've always done it? And there's an expectation that you've always done it. And if so, that you can, you can say that. You know, I appreciate that I've always done this before and that things have changed now. And they've changed because we're all here and we're trying to homeschool and you're trying to work and I'm trying to work. So how can we make this better together so that the pressure's not on you and it's not also on me? Because I can see it's just as difficult for, for you as it is for me working from home and it's very different. So that's a nice logical conversation and you can practice that. Every single negotiation I ever went to, I would always practice in my head or in the car mirror. I, you, I could be found driving along, practicing away what I was going to say, because it helps you to settle down that internal dialogue and your nerves as well, and gives you the power to become more confident and assertive rather than aggressive and then submissive. Take responsibility for your own feelings, which is point number three. So use the I feel rather than you make me feel. So this is the time when we do use the word I. I feel this way because, and you, you, know, you just explain why you're feeling it. Uh, use those words we and together as you move forward in the conversation. And then look at the benefits for all. So if we take the dishwasher example, you'll be able to see how that works in everyday life. You know, if it's a pay rise that you're looking for, it's the same. If it's a difficult conversation that you've got to have with a family member over a variety of, gosh, all sorts of things that are going on, you can use that same format. If you need some more coaching one-to-one, just give me a shout and I'll have a conversation with you. Other than that, have an amazing week. Please take care of yourselves, look after yourselves, and I look forward to speaking to you soon. Hey everybody, Nikki again. Hope you enjoyed today's podcast and thank you for joining me. You can find me on social media at Nikki Comms Coach at Twitter and The Communication Coach on Facebook and thecommunicationcoach.co.uk. Please like, share and review and I look forward to speaking to you soon.